Leather Up will keep you safe while looking great with a huge selection of armored and casual flannel shirts. From heated to sleeveless, Leather Up's got badass gear for all riders and all seasons. Leather Up, with 3.5 million customers since 1999. Iconic biker brands like Milwaukee Leather and Hot Leathers to give you the largest selections anywhere. Comfort, variety, classic styling, and affordability. With free same-day shipping on orders over $100. Visit leatherup.com and use the promo code MAYHEM for 20% off. Skid Row, man. How are you, Snake? Hey, Johnny. How are you, my friend? I'm doing good, man. Glad to see you. Nice to meet you. Thank you. You as well. I appreciate the time. Yeah, I appreciate the time. I know. You know, it's it said that this right now, Mike, what camera's on me? You're looking at the I'm screen. I'm looking at the screen. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I got two cameras here and they drive me nuts sometimes. But, um, you know, at this time of life that we're going through right now, you know, it, it, it affected everybody. So from a rock star like you, a legendary <laughs> band like Skid Row, right? How, how are you dealing with this pandemic that's going on? Like, what's keeping you busy right now? Well, I mean, I think the thing that's most important is that you make sure that your family is safe. Sure. And luckily that we are. And luckily, uh, I don't annoy them too much, so they haven't thrown me out of the house yet. <laughs> you know, thank God for that. I can't say uh, the same, but... <laughs> but seriously, make sure that your family's safe and healthy is is the most important thing. But uh, we're writing. We do like Zoom write, writing sessions, right. uh, things like that. It's I'm uh, amidst all this chaos. I gotta say that I'm thankful in the sense that obviously because my family's healthy. Right, right. But that we've got this opportunity to spend this time together because I've true. never I've never been home the time wow, ever oh, wow. in my career wow so it's really strange for me not to be on the road or in the studio or or you know traveling in some way That's um, crazy. but yeah it's we've been touring now since you know uh 31 32 years right wow and so for us this is all brand new yeah. as it is for everybody yeah. you know yeah. i mean oh, everything, yeah. everything's been turned upside down and um, we're just making the most of, of what we can use, utilizing this time to be as creative as possible. Exactly. Uh, making plans for you know for the, for the coming year. Well, yeah. Hopefully, twenty one is going to be a lot better for all of us because it does affect us all. We're not on the same level, obviously, but you know what? I go to a lot of bike events. I do my show live, Daytona, Myrtle Beach, wherever it is. And you as a band, because, you know, music is such a big part of the biker lifestyle, because that's what this show is about, the biker lifestyle. We're not going to build a bike for you. I can't build a bike for you. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. I can't even change my own oil. That's why I got my son. <laughs> but, but I got to tell you, but when it comes to the biker lifestyle, when me and my wife go to an event or the show is going to an event, right, we always want to, we always want to know what bands are playing. Because that's the biggest part of an event. You know what I'm saying? So who's who's playing? Who's headlining? For me, where's the food also? You know what I'm <laughs> that's what well, I think, we, too. Well, we 
been lucky enough to play a bunch of rally Sturgis. We've done three or four times. That's awesome. Uh, we've been down to Daytona uh, a couple times. And, and um, you know, there's something very communal. Uh, and there's a brotherhood amongst all of those yes, uh, right. events. Absolutely. They, you know, they're, everyone's really protective of each other. I love that. Right. Uh-huh. There's right. a great sense of community amongst everybody. Yeah. Um, and, you know, for us, it's so funny because every time we go and play Sturgis, you know, you know if they're into it by the sound of the bikes being accelerated, not by any <laughs> by any claps or anything oh, like oh, that. <laughs> yeah, it's really. I mean, for the for when the first time that happens, you're like really taken aback. Right, right. Like, oh my god, do they hate us or do they? Love <laughs> they love you. Yeah, <laughs> and if you realize that, you 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 play up to that. You welcome that. Do you feel a difference in playing a bike event and let's just say playing like you know? Uh, a regular rock festival somewhere? Do you feel a difference there? Well, I think with with bike events, it seems like everybody knows each other. Pretty much. Like yeah. that, that's what I mean about the community. Um, you know, when we play a regular show and stuff like that, it's not everybody knows each other. You're in the same building and stuff like that, but right. there's strangers there, and you're hoping that everybody gets along uh, and everyone's enjoying the show. But with a biker event, it seems like everybody, really knows each other right everybody has each other's back and like i i think that's really there's something to be said for that that that's part of it you can go to a bike event by yourself and by the time you go home you gotta gotta get a new family yeah yeah so many people i mean depending on the bike events you know uh we have a friend uh ed spacuza who is a photographer and he got a shot of you mike at a a small event uh geneva on the lake i believe it is or the road of the shore okay and you know what? An event like that, it's it's that's not a Sturges, that's not a Daytona Beach, but you know what? An event like that, you can meet more people, and 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 you get like a bigger family. I've been to events where there was only three or four hundred people, right? And, and we knew nobody. We walked in there. I set up the show. At the end, we knew everybody. Of course, yeah. And people walking up to each other's campground and just sitting down, grabbing a beer. You're lighting the barbecue. It's awesome. Yeah, and then, and then having a band like Skid Row play at one of the events, I mean, you have nothing planned for any events right now, right? Because everything's up in the air. Well, everything that we got planned right now is pretty much for Europe. Everything that hap- that we we had planned for the United States got unfortunately got canceled uh, for next year. But right. uh, we're building on some stuff. But most of the stuff right now is, is what we had planned in 2020 for Europe is just kind of been pushed to the same time period for. 2021 okay i got you and we're hoping that that works uh no one knows what's going to happen you know and yeah. it's it's encouraging that there is a vaccine and whatnot and and we'll see how that goes but for us it's just you know we want to make sure that everyone's healthy we don't want to put anybody in harm's way right we don't want anybody to 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 risk their health it's really yeah it's all about that it's, it's a scary thing out there you know like like i said before it affects everybody. My son, you want to ask a question? Mike? Yeah, somebody was asking in the chat, you know, adding on to this, uh, if you were going to go to Australia anytime soon, if that was in the plans at all. We had plans to go. We were supposed to be in Australia this, like, right around now, if I'm not really? mistaken. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Wow. Uh, so we're hoping that that gets, that gets rebooked for the same time next year. Okay, that, cool. must, that must be wild, being on tour like that. Like, you ever, like, wake up and, like, where are we? Yep. You know what I mean? That happens to be here. Sometimes <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. You know? 
<laughs> oh my god! Yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's one of those things where um, you can get lost in the in the whole flow of everything because you're you're in a different city every night, and yeah, um, it it, it gets confusing at times. And yeah. you're traveling around in a bus, or you're you're flying around, and uh, you just get you get confused. You get lost. One day washes into the other. Sometimes I can I can imagine that. I can imagine. Now, when you started, the band started what back in eighty nine, I believe, right? Eighty six. Eighty six. But when did you come out with your first album? Was um eighty nine. Eighty nine. Right. That's what I think. Right. Now, when when did you know that the band hit it? Like that must have been some feeling. Then those songs, like I remember, I remember you and all that. You wrote those. Yeah, I wrote them with uh with my bass player Rachel. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, we wrote. We pretty much wrote all the stuff, and uh, you know what? It's really funny because you don't know what's going on when you're in the bubble, like when you're traveling every night, and you're in, like we just got done speaking of in a different city every night, and, right? Um, you you don't have any idea what's going on really outside of the the venue that you're playing that particular night, right? Right. Uh, and you're, you know, back then we were all on a, on one bus, and and we weren't really getting hotels, and uh, we were, you know, real we were poor musicians, and I don't think I really realized that we were that something had actually happened until it was Christmas time of '89. We had been on the road that whole year, right? And I went to the East Brunswick. Square Mall in East Brunswick, New Jersey, to get Christmas presents right. with a friend of mine, and not knowing, not just being completely naive to you know how popular we had become, and and then we were surrounded by like three hundred people, wow. and and the police had to come and kind of you know help us out a little bit, but <laughs> I, that was that's kind of when I realized that <clears throat> excuse me that they're they're that we had touched the cord. That's that's awesome, man. I can be like, what I do? Why are all these people around? Yeah, I, we <laughs> didn't. You know, like we were, like I said, we were, we were, we were in our early twenties, and we didn't take anything for granted. We we were humbled by everything. We were just, we were truly, really just happy to be able to play our own music out on the road. Right, right. That's awesome. Then I just so, to write it and play it and go ahead and play. Yeah, no. So it was it was really. It was. It took us completely aback when we when we started to realize, like, wow, we we've touched some people. Like, our music has has affected people in a positive way, and right. they're responding to it, and they and they know who we are, and uh, through MTV and oh, magazines yeah. and whatnot. And so, it was it was a very humbling experience, and um, but it was was exciting because you just you know you were experiencing something that you had never experienced before right. i remember having my jeep back in 89 roof off stereo cranking skid row it's funny because i went through a breakup with an ex-girlfriend and skid row got me through it man well, well thank, thank you thank you no. yeah i mean that means a lot it's right. uh you know it's tough those things man but if you can music has always got me through all the tough spots in my life as well so sure. I'm proud that, that 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 we were able to help you get through a rough spot. I appreciate that. And also, I want to thank you again because we have a mutual friend. We have a lot of mutual friends, actually. And right. we, we had a friend who just passed away named Jim Chinesi, who definitely looked up to you. I know that for sure. 
Uh, and uh, we had a benefit for him. I think it was like two years ago when uh, right. he had his kidney. And you donated the guitar from Skid Row, which I thought was unbelievable. Yeah, that's pretty awesome, honestly. And thank, uh, you. thank you. I want to thank you for that, man. He was thrilled because we have it on video. Uh, you probably saw the video. I did. I did see the video. You guys recorded like the whole opening presentation. Yeah, yeah. How much no. tape do you have to put on that box? <laughs> I know. I, I didn't put the tape on it, so I apologize. <laughs> but uh, I mean, just to see his face, how excited he was, you know, and uh, it was awesome. It's like that's the that's the those are the things that matter in in our lives. And when you could sit there and you could, like I said, have a positive effect on people and uh, and and do just do something good for people. Right. That's that's awesome, man. So um, you've been about, been around, you know, for a long time playing the music and coming out with a lot of albums and kicking ass. What do you think about the music that's out today? Well, it, I think there's, there's so much of it. Um, it's tough to decipher. Uh, it's tough to get through a lot of it. There's just so much because there's no, uh, there's no gatekeepers anymore. It's right. not, it's like anybody who wants to release music can release music and that's fine. It just makes discovering music uh, that's appealing a little bit more difficult than it used to be. Right. It used to be used to have like the underground tape trading and fanzines and stuff like that. You get turned on a new music like that. Now with, with uh, the streaming services, which are like, I, I'm probably one of the few people who, who actually is a fan of the streaming service. Okay. Why is that? Uh, I'm curious. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that they, they pay the artists what we're worth, but we've yeah, never gotten what we're worth. No. Okay. Um, so that's my that's my problem with it per se. The from the it's from the financial standpoint, but as far as uh, a platform for getting music out there, it's amazing. Oh yeah, you guys um, did it without social media. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? that's, yeah, that's I a mean, whole that's, different that's, ball game. <laughs> that's big to say right there. I mean, you did it without social media. Yeah, we uh, we, you know, it was a different era that we were in, and yeah, I don't the radio, right? Yeah, I mean, and I don't look the past don't get me wrong uh it's just it's a, it's a it's a different paradigm and um and but i guess if you look hard enough you'll find new stuff out there that you love right. uh, i find myself always going back to stuff that that influenced me growing up not that i'm uh i object to anything new right um like i love billy eilish okay okay interesting excellent uh, who I think is uber talented. Okay, um, definitely is. And so uh, it's you know stuff like that that comes out of nowhere, right? Uh, but I'm it, it affects me in a, in a very positive way. But like I'm not I'm not a guy that's on TikTok or anything like that. <laughs> that's great though. TikTok is awesome. I must say it is but, funny. <laughs> I'm not. I don't know what's trending on there and, right. and all that stuff. That's that's my kids know that, not uh -huh. me. But do you do, I, do you think that like because of this pandemic and what's going on, and a lot of bands are shut down and it's like everything else, and a lot of people are doing the streaming now with the Zoom and the bands are getting together and doing these live performances on Zoom. Do you think that's going to be something of the future, even when this is over? I do, I do. I think it's going to be something that that uh, people will gravitate towards. Definitely, I think so too. I think there's going to be. Th going to be even if there's a return to quote unquote normalcy there's still going to be uh trepidation in mm -hmm. in people right uh about just trusting the landscape of of 
what is safe and not safe. And um, I have no doubt that people are going to go out to shows because there's no, right. there's no, uh, uh, nothing compares to the live experience. No, not at all. You can't substitute anything for that. No way. Right. But I do think that live streaming will, will play uh, a big role, especially for like, Bigger bands who want to do like a small show, like take a like a, a Foo Fighters doing a show at the uh, at the Paramount, right? You know, and they can live stream that sort of environment around right. the millions world. of people, right? Right? Yeah, because that would be you know too many people would be there for that. Exactly. Yeah, one. yeah, and and you you could even expand even more than you could with the even the huge venue. You could have more people watching, you know, a performance. Yeah, than, absolutely. Than I mean, look what Kiss is doing on New Year's Eve. I mean, you know, what, what are they what doing? Are they doing? <laughs> I'm not sure. Oh, I'm not sure. I don't they're know. Uh, they're doing a, a show in Dubai, and wow. it's going to be going to set the world record for the most uh, pyro ever used in in oh, a. Shit. Oh my god! Oh, that sounds crazy. That's awesome. That's so yeah, so they got a huge, huge New Year's Eve planned. Um, Excellent. Yeah, and and they're live streaming that as well. So what time is midnight over there? I don't even know. In yeah, Dubai, that's a good yeah. question. Yeah, right. I'm not sure. <laughs> Let's look into. So, that. what's next for you and Skid Row? Well, like I said, we're going to keep writing songs. Uh, we're we're about halfway done with the record when this whole thing struck. Awesome. So we're going to finish the record. I hope uh, in the in early in the new year uh, right. down in Nashville, and then. Uh, and then, you know, God willing, go out on the road and do what we do. Right. Even writing changed now because of this, right? Because now you guys aren't in the same room. You're doing very something. strange. It's very strange to write on right. a Zoom call. Really, really strange. Yeah. But yeah. You know? so I think we're starting to get the hang of it a little bit. Right. Uh, you know, it's just you, you have to make adjustments. And, and that's what this whole thing has been for everybody. Right. This has been a terrible time, but everyone has had to make adjustments in order to survive. Right. Right. You know, believe it or not, I'm in a band. I was in a band. I came out with an album back in 91 that is actually still selling in Germany right now. Right on. <laughs> well, thanks to CD Baby. And all right. uh, we made enough money that all this, like 22 years, 24 years later, from selling that one CD that we were able to make a second album. That's amazing. Yeah. Congratulations. But, thank you. But the problem is we're all a lot older now. We all have, we all like, we're all married now. Like Responsibilities. Back then, yeah. We were, <laughs> we were like young 20s. You know what I mean? Sure. But now it's like, you know, it's been four years since I did the drum tracks. And it's like, wow. guys, can we finish? And we only got <laughs> three songs we only did so far. And, and, and every time I talk to them, like, yeah, we're going to go back. We're going to go back. And oh, it, it, but I, the funny part, even before this happened, Okay, we did all the recording. Okay, none of us sat in the same room at all. It was all over email. Oh wow! Yeah, I did the drum track, and then we sent that to Florida for the guitar player. Then they got sent this way for the singer. So yeah, a lot of that stuff was um, definitely a different way of writing. So I guess it's the way it is now. But it works. It works. You know, it works, man. So, but listen, it was really great having you on the show, man. Oh, thank you, John. I I I appreciate your time. You know, I definitely want to have you on again. Sure, be my pleasure. You know, we we have um uh, a lot of mutual friends, okay, and um I like, I like to have you on with Mark Mendoza one day. Oh, I love him. Yeah, he was on last week. He's a he's a great guy. 
Sure Mark, is. Mark, and he has his own show as well. You should definitely check out. Yeah, he's the salt of the earth, man. Because you know what? We are a motorcycle show here. So, again, the music is a big part of the motorcycle life. But he'll really talk to you about, like, your equipment and stuff. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I know it as you have a guitar. I don't know what kind of guitar you use. And <laughs> Lucas, show me your guitar. I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> you know <what> I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, but, again, I want to thank you so much, Snake, for coming on the show, man. It means a lot to me. Yeah, guys, it means a lot to me, too. I really appreciate it, man. I appreciate you. Thank you. And you. I hope to see you soon. Okay, buddy? Yeah, all the your show. You, too, man. Thank you so much, man. Stay safe out there. Well, guys. Yeah, bye-bye now. Have a good bye-bye. one, man. All right. Snake, everybody. How awesome is he, man? That was an awesome interview, you can't man. Can't beat that at all. Oh, no. That, that, that's a true rock star right there. Hell, yeah. A true rock star, man. That's going to... You know, he's still rocking, and they're going to be out there for a long time, Skid Row rocking out, man. So, you know, I'm glad I got to talk to him. I'm glad I got to thank him for that guitar, Mike. That was really cool. Yeah, because that's, that's a really you good see the video? thing to do. No, I haven't. I'll show you the video one day. Yeah, play it on here one day. Yeah, Why we'll not? play it. You know, one day, uh, he gave us that guitar, and it was autographed, Skid Row and all that stuff. It was a Skid Row guitar. That's said, sick. Gorgeous guitar. And, uh, you know, Jim's face just lit up, man. He was like, wow. I can only imagine. So, you know, that was that was definitely awesome. Look and feel good this riding season with casual and armored long-sleeve flannels from Leather Up. Leather Up is your source for iconic biker brands like Milwaukee Leather and Hot Leathers to give you the largest selections anywhere. Comfort, variety, classic styling, and affordability. Visit leatherup.com.